Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And uh, I have to say, before we get this one started here, Chris was a little skeptical of this idea when it first came about, because I mean, I think most of you would have the same reaction, too. But we've decided we like doing our, our lists, our rank list. And I had this crazy idea, you know, why don't we rank our top 10 best or favorite, maybe both Beatles and solo instrumentals. And at first we thought there aren't that many, are there? There can't be that many. There's <laughs> flying and, you know, 12 bar original, maybe yeah. and a few others, but it turned out there were a lot more and this became yeah. quite an interesting project. Hasn't it, Chris? Yeah. There's all these Paul solo ones that trickled out over the years uh, in re-release uh, box sets and stuff like that um, your soggy noodles and, and the <laughs> like so uh there ended up being a lot more than we had thought and i never i i must have known that there were this many instrumentals on just mccartney yeah but yeah. i it never it never was so clear that this week <laughs> it's like good god there are a lot of instrumentals on mccartney there are uh, there um, are and and we can actually say all four beatles have something to contribute to this pool yeah as well as the beatles themselves and it's it's uh something we don't think about too often i mean like you're saying you, you think of the mccartney album for example yeah. we know there are instrumentals on there but I, I sometimes would forget the names of them and i knew what they sounded like and for sure <laughs> but this is a case where yeah we got to really examine them in context and i know you're going to talk a little bit about our selection process so because it was a little yeah. bit complicated I mean, straight up, you have to make some judgment calls. Yes. Because there are certain tracks. Grease, for instance, oh. has too many vocals at the in the back half of it. But uh, so it kind of disqualified Grease. Yeah. Both Grease and Heather. Yeah. So Heather has a whole ly lyrics, a whole bunch of lyrics at the yeah. end. But uh, up till then, it was an instrumental. So those two are disqualified. I think both of those might have made our top 10. Yeah, definitely. Just instrumental tracks. Yep. Because yep. the, the instrumental part of the instrumental tracks are really great. And then there were other ones that we were like, for instance, Long-Tailed Winter Bird. We had to make a judgment call because there are some do you, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you, do good god that song I mean, what 97 percent of the song is instrumental so yes we're like okay we're gonna we're, we're gonna put that in so we weren't we decided these rules here so here are some of the rules but yeah we're not counting any okay it came out on on a re-release as the demo version mm -hmm. and it doesn't have the lyrics on it no no it have it would have to be in official release like give ireland back to the irish version yes um is eligible because it was released officially initially uh without the lyrics we're not also not um counting any george martin no no like yellow uh, submarine uh, any uh, of the instrumental versions of help no any of that from the movies or anything like that no uh thrillington <laughs> That's a no-go. <laughs> no firemen or any fireman tracks. Uh, as I said, Heather doesn't count. C-Link doesn't count because that's part <laughs> of a med medley. And then there's stuff that seem like instrumentals but aren't, like Check My Machine. Yeah. 
Ule yeah. de Sole, those two <laughs> seem like uh, we did count long tail winter bird. We did count two, two, two. Uh, what else do what else here? Uh, oh, none of the if uh, John's experimental stuff with Yoko. Um, and then the two big one, uh, two, 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 we didn't, we decided let's not count any of the George Wonderwall and electronic sounds. Yeah. Stuff. I would I'm imagining if we had included Wonderwall music that some of those might have might have made our top 10. Yeah, probably. I think so. I think we're going to save that for a separate review someday. That's the that's the thing. We really yeah. want to like focus and concentrate on the quality of each of those tracks. Right. And then none of the jams. And we wouldn't have <laughs> we wouldn't have had the jams in our top 10 anyway, would we? No. The, the out of the blue and I Thanks for the Jeep. pepperoni. <laughs> You're a big Jeep guy. <laughs> love i remember jeep remember jeep he was the uh eric clapton's dog anyway <laughs> so that leaves us something like 44 45 tracks mostly paul mccartney tracks yes. however there's there's one ringo star track available that is nashville jam that's on um bukus of blues Bukus of a, blues okay yeah, there are track. three George tracks, okay. Harry's on tour of a bit more of you and Marwa Blues. There's one John track, Beef Jerky. And then you have four Beatles tracks. We did include Anthology One. So mm -hmm. you got Flying, obviously. And then you got Cry for Shadow, Cayenne, and 12 Bar Original. We'll see if all four make the top <laughs> 10. Right. Um, <laughs> and then you, you got a long list of, of, uh, Paul, I'm not going to read them all, but uh, just a lot of a lot of Pauls, yeah. including some nonsense like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reggae and yeah. some stuff like that. That probably are going to make our thing. So a note overall here. Overall, the body of work here of all these instrumentals not great, right? No, no. There, In I fact, don't think there is any any one track here that I would rate like a nine or a ten. No, and in fact, out of this list. I, I was texting you earlier in the week. I think we may have a, a candidate for the worst Paul McCartney song ever in this <laughs> list and, and some real dogs in this yeah. list. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There are so, a lot of these there. I mean, uh, most of our top 10, I think will be in the seven or eight out of 10 range, mostly seven out of 10 range. <laughs> um, and then I'd say there's about 20 or so that are just, middling they're not they're not bad they're not <laughs> terrible they're just sort of like there and you kind of forget about them yeah so a lot of five and sixes probably and that's and then, in a lot of cases because you have tunes that are either half finished or just yeah. kind of strung together little bits and yeah. so it, it it stops before it really gets going kind of thing exactly 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 um Maybe uh, we'll talk at the end of the episode in jest about some of these worthless sort of mm. duds. Yes. But as far as the top 10 goes, so me determining my top 10 was tricky, but I probably had about, mm, I'd say 16 that I was like considering. Some of the things I was looking for were good performances, like a good, oh, this the guitar performance on this is amazing, or... The drums are just so great on this or, or something like that. Um, so that's one thing I was looking for. Another thing, is this catchy enough to stay with me? Like, mm. 
do I have I been one of these songs previously I thought man I don't I don't like this is lame and then I just over the last few years have been singing it all the time so <laughs> so, so it's stuck with you it's stuck yeah. with me it's catchy and then I think what what rises cream of the crop to the top here is do they fit a style or they evoke an atmosphere or is there some sort of emotion that you get from listening to this? Cause I think a little bulk of these that are fives and sixes don't do that at all. They're just like, mm-hmm. here's a little tune and do do do. Yeah. Those are great criteria. In fact, I would only add one thing from that I was looking for. And I'm, cause I spend most of my life looking at instrumental classical music. So I'm looking at, is there enough of some sort of structure or some something that actually keeps it together some hook some that keeps you interested and and that that can be and it could be in this case a groove that's really it grabs you a couple of mine are groove based that i really liked uh is there some diversity in the music too so you know it'll start out one way and then go to a different section and come back that's it's kind of an interesting mood change or something yeah. like that so it's like you say it's got to grip you and it has to have some thought behind it i think not just oh this is a jam and we're just gonna record it and see what happens and I, none of mine are like that i think they all i think all 10 of mine have some kind of structure or something memorable yeah. about them yeah it's in, in some of my initial notes i was like this one's actually a song <laughs> right <laughs> right know? well yeah because i just listened to three or four that are like barely anything exactly exactly yeah <laughs> so well shall we get into let's this do it and... let's do our top okay. 10 here so well, let's start with do you want to start with your 10 through seven sure bottom four here okay and like i said in a, another thing i'd say a couple of them are not my favorite songs but i think they're good or at least they're worthy of inclusion so i'm not necessarily a huge fan of them but i think yeah. they're worth listening to I know one that's going to be in your top 10 that you've at least mentioned a few times that you don't like. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, well, good. I bet. I'll, I bet. I'll, I'll, I'll be interested so, to hear. All right. So, okay, here we go. Okay, so number 10, I have 222, uh, which is a, uh, a memory almost full extra track or... Look at a bucket. <laughs> Take my breath away. <laughs> yes. And yep. so what grabs me is the groove and it's a seven, eight groove. Do, 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 do. So it's got a really cool groove and yep. a lick do, 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 on the guitar. And it, it I think, it, yeah. yeah. So I think pretty, it's, yeah, it's got different little parts and it's uh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. 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 So I, I put two, two, two as my number 10. Number nine, I have Long-Tailed Winter Bird. Okay. Uh, which, as we know, was on McCartney 3. Yep. And it makes an appearance. It's kind of the, th- the through line on the album because that tune kind of comes back. And I like it because it's easy to play. It's all in E minor and it's all, it's very easy to play. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's got... Yep. <laughs> got some some paul stuff in the middle there singing uh nonsense stuff but i like it and it's uh yeah pretty catchy tune yeah 
Uh, number eight, this is one that I, I bashed, I think, when we talked about it. Maybe this is what you're thinking of, but uh, I bashed this when we talked about Red Rose Speedway, but I think it has to be included, and that's Loop, first uh, Indian on the moon. Yep. <laughs> now, Dave, back when we talked about it, I said, yeah. I liked it a lot more than you did. Yep. And I said, I bet you when we do it, it's all <laughs> instrumentals ranking. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to like this a lot more than you think you do. Yeah, and I yep. did. And you know why? It's because yep. I was listening to a bunch of early Pink Floyd, like kind of the period between. Yeah. Uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn and Dark Side of the Moon, so the obscured by clouds more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this set the middle of it sounds like Pink Floyd, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't oh, it? for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and it was from that period right before Dark Side, and yeah, uh, and I don't know, it was interesting. So I like the in chanting. Fact, in fact, spoiler alert, we've been uh, uh, listening to animals recently, yes, for some reason. For some reason, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll tell you later, maybe, <laughs> and uh. Yeah, I, I I had the same reaction when I was listening yesterday, kind of going through them and making sure they're in the right spots. I was like, wow, this is real Pink Floydy in the middle. Yeah, very. So I like the trippiness of it, the jazzy section, the chanting. Mm -hmm. So it, this one's actually growing on me, I have to say. Mm -hmm. And then finally, my number seven, I have Cry for a Shadow because... Oh. Yes, uh, because it's the only Harrison Lennon lennon harrison song it was the uh, former theme song of i've got a beatles podcast for a time that's right that's right that's yes right. and it's a fully formed catchy song so yeah uh, I, it's I like not that. it's not objectionable i it didn't make my top uh, uh two of those didn't make my top 10 okay but um and and that's one of them but i i considered it and it's it's a it is catchy it's just a little thin i think it's in the performance when my my three things i mentioned one was the performance and i think it's uh, a yeah. weak yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far it's as better than my body at least oh yeah. for sure yeah <laughs> so so yeah all right okay. well good well let's hear your 10 through 7 okay my 10 is rockestra theme ooh which i think is an epic rocker yep i don't love it it's not like I, I, oh man, I'm just like go, go out of my mind anytime it's played, but you can't deny it's like great playing and can't, pretty catchy tune, you know. As, like soon the, as, it, as soon as it starts in, you know, like know what's know yeah. what it is, you know. Do you like the histrionics? There's a lot of Paul histrionics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, histrionics no, no, don't no. count as lyrics. No, like, no. Or this would not be eligible because it's so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to drink that all day, da, da, da. it's <laughs> great that kind of stuff so uh but yeah it's it's pretty good and and obviously they played it at the campuchia c mm -hmm. concert with everybody and all that so yeah uh, a lot of fun there and but a lot of people have thought oh this is what's holding up the re uh oh yeah because Back of to the, the rights because there's so many freaking people on it <laughs> yeah because you got half of what most of led zeppelin and the who and yeah all these people yeah you on. got every english band yes time on it so uh, uh, but yeah it's undeniably I, I catchiness of it just kind of made it i couldn't i couldn't yeah that. it has to be on there so uh my number nine 
mm-hmm. long-tailed winter bird just like you perfect perfect uh my only issue with that is it just goes on too long it's a little yeah. it's a, because it's a, it's a track that he he completely d- repeated it was t- would have been too short without repeating it but now it comes off as too long yeah it's at that yeah. same pace so it's a little too long but catchy sticks with you it's good start to the album and uh you know he's playing everything right and it's right. all great it's all yeah. great playing so uh very good impressive choice. uh my number eight flying Ooh. so i like it because it's uh, you know i think of this when i heard this this week i'm like wow this is so flower power you know totally. particularly the you just see yourself like ah it, it fits so well in the movie magical mystery tour with on the bus and looking out and seeing the colors and yeah, yeah. very flower powery yeah so that's it, it, it evokes that atmosphere and it puts you right there of like you know it should be on any greatest hits of the of the flower power oh, uh, yeah. hippie era uh my number seven is kind of a lame one it's an old-fashioned tune a perfect uh for a play set in the 20s or something like that and that's walking in the park with eloise uh-huh and i i really like that song yeah Dave. and yeah. particularly the guitar in it is great mm-hmm. i think so i i was like man i can't leave this out i know it's lame <laughs> no it's old timey that's <laughs> yeah, okay but it's 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 probably of the all of the songs of maybe maybe Honey Pie is better, you know, but he you know, he writes a lot of these old timey tunes over the years. And this one's one of the better ones. So Yeah. And originally written with uh, his father was the real impetus behind it. And it's it's catchy and played well. And of the there are a couple old timey or instrumental ones we have. I think it's the best of the, the group. Yeah. Yeah, good choice. All right. So, do you want to do your six through four? Or let me, me do it. Oh, if you want to keep going, we can go that All right, way. I'll, I'll keep going. Okay, six through four. Number six, a song that is a, a really a collection of two, maybe three songs. Of the third song we're ignoring, <laughs> but it's "Hot as Sun" <laughs> and "Glasses." And uh, this song, I think, what drags it down a little bit from the others on the album is that it's a little the guitar sounds a little thin and weak (laughs) right yeah but uh this was the tune is good it's substantial enough that he's gonna play it live uh on tour uh in 79 even years later he's like oh let's play that one it's it's a cool catchy tune and i do like glasses i like that Mm. because it's like a it's seemingly like a happy, like fun song. And then it ends with this sort of creepy sounding mood shifting thing. And then they tack on that little suicide at the end. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like, whoa, what's <laughs> happening with this? Yeah. So it's a little I, bit more substantial than just, you know, track filler. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, sometimes you listen to it and you're like, eh. So. I had really had a hard time deciding whether to include one of the McCartney songs and that would that or there's another one that i was thinking of including but for me it was it was that it was just too short uh then the glasses part came in and then the, mm-hmm. the tag on at the end so it, it, that kept it off but i yeah i forgot the that he, he played it live too so that gives it some 
extra credentials. Yep. Uh, number five, Marwa Blue. I think a lot of people might have this first. I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, it's my favorite George song and everything like that. Thank you for saying that, too. Yeah. That's, I, I hear that all the time. I, I don't, I don't agree. quite get it. I no. mean, it, it, I think it's a little too long and a little samey. Yes. Maybe the glossy production, there's like do 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 do's in the background and stuff that we don't need. You cannot deny the exceptionally great uh guitar performance, obviously. Yeah. And uh you know, obviously because of when this was released and how it was released, it evokes an emotion of like a sort of like almost like a funeral sad. We're experiencing George up in heaven or something. It's a <laughs> ceremony or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, that's that. That's my number five and my number four. This thing has dug into my soul somehow. <laughs> is Harry's on Tour Express. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's really grown on me. And, you know, we made fun and laugh about how this sounds like SNL in the 70s. Yep. But it's it's cool it's i mean it's like it's some it's like a of its time so much that i don't think any other thing ever sounds quite like this (laughs) you know yeah um so and of course obviously he would go play it on his tour start start his set with it for all of that you know 1974 tour yeah um so but this is really like i'll find myself just walking around just but word it rude it do yeah all right well that's yeah i i will say a little bit more about that later that one that's i think it's gonna be interesting to see if what this sounds like if they do a remix version of dark horse which i think we all we would all oh I don't know about you, but when I put mine in a playlist and there was one that I had right before it that was recently remastered and sounded so good. And then this came on and I was like, oh, this sounds like I'm in a gutter or something. (laughs) Listen, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get your six through four. Good choices. So we have a couple of duplications here. Uh, So my number six was flying. So you got to have that on there. And that's the one i was thinking that you mentioned before like uh flying it's lame oh well no i mean <laughs> plus you gotta maximize it's it's one of the few that has all four beetles so you've got to put it on this list and it, it's a period piece really of its time does do, 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 count as lyric <laughs> uh, it's very earnest isn't it it's very uh they're very serious about that yeah that's pretty great uh number five may surprise you but i have beef jerky as number five yes so john lennon's all right from walls and bridges this is another one this is a a grabber kind of tune that just gets you and the horns it's got the whatever gets you through the night horns on it and i like the guitar sound uh yeah it's it's yeah so yeah i i this just barely missed my i mean i probably would be 11 or tied yeah. with rocket strict theme but i i just uh yeah it's yeah. uh that's another one that i think the production kind of hurts it, it too. It's, it's muddy and yeah, yeah. I was I don't know if this wasn't on the Gimme Some Truth 
set. I don't think so. I don't it think could, so. It could use a remix. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to get John on there too, and it was pretty catchy. And and I know you like the ending when they're or the, like when they're just chanting beef, beef jerky, jerky, beef, beef, jerky, jerky, beef, jerky, beef, jerky. It's like there's a group of people like watching them perform the song, and then they're rooting for it. Or yeah, it's kind of beef jerky, beef jerky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's weird. Exactly. Mm. Uh, number four, I had Marwa Blues, and yeah. So it's it's this is what I was saying earlier. It's not one of my favorite songs because I don't understand the hype behind it, that it's always the sacred song. And mm-hmm. maybe there's more that I don't understand about it, but the, the slide guitar is played so well and so crisply. And yeah. The intonation is perfect. Uh, and I, it's, you know, it's great and deserves a lot of praise, but it just hasn't ever really registered for me. So, yeah, I think it's, like the third best track on that particular album yeah, right or right exactly There's... somewhere in there mm-hmm. you know yeah so. exactly yeah so yeah that's number six through four all right let's get your top three okay well we've already heard two of them mentioned and then the third we've not heard yet so number three i have the rockester theme because oh. yeah it, it's yeah 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 <laughs> have any no 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 yeah so catchy and it won the first grammy for an instrumental song Mm. so it's got a historical award-winning award-winning song that's right it's just so catchy and i've always loved the tune and the feel i know i was reading some reviews of uh, maybe i shouldn't say this but i was reading some reviews of egg that were not that positive about this song but how dare they i know how dare they especially even the rolling stone when it came out in 1979 it was not positive about this but uh, i think it's worth worth a listen and very catchy and like you said they played it live so yeah number two i have harry's on tour so oh yeah yeah it's just so great the slide guitar the, yeah. the horns that kind of saturday night live groove kind of thing uh, it's catchy so always like that one and then number one sing along junk oh yeah my first right. choice yeah because it's one of paul's gorgeous melodies and just beautifully done the piano the whole thing and of course they play they played sing along junk instead of regular junk in, unpl- in the unplugged that's right. Not sure if it made the album, but it was like definitely played. Was yeah. it on the album? I, I, I was on the credits, I think, even, wasn't it? Oh, was, yeah. On the credits yeah. of the, the, the TV special. <laughs> the TV special. So, yeah. Love it. And it's a, a, just a gorgeous melody. The guitar sounds good. Everything just sounds good. It's, it's Paul at his peak melodically. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, all, All right. right. Well, I, we've already heard two of I've already heard that two of the songs are in your higher or up or lower on your list. So I'm we're going to have new ones on here. Yeah. So. Number three. Boy, it's, it's tough. It's tough because yeah. even looking at it now, I'm like, mm, I think my three is actually my two. Mm. So I'm switching my three to my two at this moment. OK. And number three now, Mama Miss America. Oh yeah. Now I yeah. think this is way better than some of the others, some of the other instrumentals on the like the uh what's the one Valentine's Day? Yeah. Valentine's Just, Day is 
just way too short. Yeah. You know? Just a but, nibble. But Mama Miss America has just a moodiness to it. Just like it's like doom doom. It's like, oh, something, something bad's happening. Kind it's of ominous. Yeah. ominous, kind of an ominous feel. Um, and it's almost like two instrumental tracks together. It is. Because it's like you got that initial part that's and then it switches to that Yep. That part's awesome too. So I like the whole thing. I bet you I know why you don't like it as much is a little bit of it's out of tune. <laughs> Particularly towards the end, the last few bass notes. Yeah, it's a little crunchy. out of tune. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that that and it's a little long. But I yeah. it was I if you can see on my list, it is actually on my list as a number 12. So oh, it, yep. Is, yep. it is there cuz yeah. I thought of the of the McCartney album instrumentals that's the most finished or the most interesting one probably yeah so i like it yeah i don't don't uh take issue with that loop it's my number two dude. oh I nice it. i nice. love it yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i really like the bass on it i think the mm -hmm. bass is just so great particularly um after that after that pink floyd keyboard section we were talking about that bass kicks back in and yes and i think that the reason it's been underrated all these years is the stupid name <laughs> first it, it, the parenthetical part yeah you know i love my parentheticals you do you do but first indian on the moon because some of it sounds a little Indian-y. Right, right. Then I think it's sort of like got a negative connotation because it's like, oh, what are you doing here? If it just didn't have that and you just heard it, you'd be like, oh, this is cool. This is a fun tune and uh, uh, pretty, pretty cool. And considering the side it is on on that <laughs> record, maybe the best track on that side. Oh, it, yes. Oh, it's with the, the medley. medley. Good choice. And guess guess my number one is sing along junk. Sing along junk. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we go as we as we always say, Chris and I did not we never consult <laughs> each other for our list. So yeah. it's always a surprise. And I had a feeling this would probably be up there for both of us. Yeah. So what wasn't on you didn't have Walking in the Park with Eloise. No. That was the one that missed and Hottest Sun. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um and then you had you didn't have beef jerky. Or cry or two, for a two, shadow, two, or, or two, cry two, for a two, shadow, and and honestly, on my list here, if you can see see my list here, here they are. Uh, Beef jerky two two two, right? Yeah, there. they were there too. Mm -hmm. uh, others that I considered included "Bridge on the River Sweet," yeah, which is an interesting song, but I'm not even sure what style it is. It's no. very strange, kind of like slapdash, kind of weird sounding. I couldn't can't couldn't fit the genre or no. really get what was going on, but the the tune's catchy. Uh, in private, that's, that I, that was on my list too. Yeah, that's a track from Memory Almost Full. Yes, uh, maybe a bonus track or something yep. like that on Memory uh, Memory Almost Full, and it was, it was a pretty pretty catchy tune. Uh, yeah, yeah, well produced tune, and um, <laughs> and then Frozen Jap, terrible name, <laughs> but. <laughs> 
it is a quite a pleasant tune it is if I, you know and it, just maybe a little too long and too repetitive but uh i did like that that's probably my favorite of that kind of like uh mccartney 2 era i really tried with mccartney 2 because there are several instrumentals on there but i i, I really tried with uh front parlor is on there mm-hmm. and then then yeah uh frozen jap on there yeah and just didn't i don't know yeah there yeah. were others that were better uh some of these others that are well bar original it just doesn't quite do it no the, the beatles <laughs> were not a good jamming band and they it, it just doesn't go anywhere it was supposed to sound like green onions or supposed to be like the steve crop booker t and the mgs and it yeah, yeah it just doesn't work nashville jam though is now my favorite of the jams yeah uh-huh. better I than i i remember jeep yeah better than yeah. I, yeah better than all those yeah honestly i i did think oh nashville jam's not bad yeah but other ones okay so this one's been talked about a lot squid i actually like squid i i like squid too but it yeah. is so long it's there's two versions i found that there's a the long six minute one and then it was trimmed to four something for the release so uh, that's a little more tolerable yeah but yeah that was an in competition here yeah it was it definitely and i've heard people be like when i just to try to get the list of the instrumentals together by the way online was difficult oh, because people is. don't know what they're doing out there and there's no good list of this out there and the one the one i pulled the guy just didn't even like like he's like george doesn't have any <laughs> i was like what no, <laughs> what are you talking about like, i can name you three off the top of my head yeah yeah um Okay, so now we'll move on to just here. I once said a bit more views, one of the most worthless things ever. <laughs> I don't think is that bad in comparison to some of these others. Though. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's <laughs> all about context, isn't it? How it has. Yeah. yeah. When it when it's taken on its own, it's different than in in the album on the album. Yeah. But it is unnecessary. Yeah. I also found all, both opening station and station two <laughs> completely worthless, unnecessary. Why they're on there it doesn't add anything to me. No. Uh, oh, it's a concept. It's a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both so, Bip Bop Link and Mumbo Link. What do you think of those, Dave? Uh, uh, forgettable. Forgettable. Yeah. Forget. I, well, I've been reading the book. I, we both have read through the the uh yes, wildlife the... at least part of the book and mm-hmm. talking about how it's like oh yeah they came in there and they were just jamming and then it was like oh yeah put that on the album i'm like why why yeah <laughs> Oof. rough so, um what's what's a couple other terrible ones though? well i okay so I, you know, some one I like that just didn't go anywhere was Cufflink. I think that's kind of a catchy tune. Yeah. It's yeah. just too short and un, undeveloped. So. Yeah. I, at least there's, I said not much of anything, but at least it has something to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, I've only got two hands was okay, except for the, the terrible synth sound. It sounds like something from the, I don't know, early 70s, 80s, just bad sound. I, I said it sounds too much to like nod your head to me or something. Oh, yeah, that's a good connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, um, there are a couple of the ones from Venus and Mars era. I don't know what you thought of. Uh, you've got Jazz Street, Zoo Gang, Lunchbox, Odd Socks, and then the, the Crossroads theme, which was written by, it was a TV theme. Lunchbox, Odd Socks sounds a lot like that one traffic song that I always complain about. It does. It it. <laughs> gas street is more substantial than others it has different parts to it yeah um the name though doesn't match. why is it no, called jazz street not... it doesn't sound jazzy at all no not at all Mm-mm. um yeah uh there's one good night princess yeah I'm from sure give my was... regards to broad street yeah that was a nice little tune. I was like, yeah. oh, this isn't this isn't too bad. No, no. Um Zoo Gang's a little wacky. Yeah. The dwee <laughs> So well, yeah. One I... kind of one that I kind of like uh although it's stupid name is African Yaya. I do too. It's actually kind of catchy. It's just kind of charming. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're having a it's a it's a back and forth uh, between paul and the and w- rest of wings kind of yeah kind of just chanting and having fun in that okay but let's really get down and dirty here Taylor. okay hi am hi is why you don't just put <laughs> anthology on and just hit play because it is unlistenable <laughs> awful well, rainy <laughs> awful sounding garbage it... <laughs> And it has Stu Sutcliffe on bass, which is yeah. pretty terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> that one's that one's a that one's a stinkeroo. Yeah, real bad. Uh, Christian Bop. Oof. I played you Christian Bop as we got on our thing. It is super weird. Yeah. Like who is it? It almost sounds like it's Christian music. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's called Christian Bop. He's like maybe oh maybe I'll get into Christian music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. Um. <laughs> but it's really not good no the reception is included because it's an instrumental it, total nonsense total nonsense yeah total waste of time yeah uh, but i know you're fa- uh, oh, oh there's two two more one's bogey wobble i think that's gotta be mccartney's worst song ever it just bogey wobble um, or soggy noodle which one uh, i think bogey wobble's worse like it was grating i just could not take it it was so awful just like drilling is that the one that's yes it's got this incessant thing what if maybe you should set that as your morning alarm yeah it would work for that it gets you out of a deep slumber yeah and i find the same about soggy noodle to me yeah it's like bad bad it's definitely soggy it yes yes (laughs) and who wants to eat a soggy noodle yeah uh hang glide wasn't terrible uh it was just just kind of meandering uh hey hey i think that had promise that was from uh types yep. of peace and has stanley clark who's an amazing bass player and you only hear him a little bit in the middle and it's like it just gets going in this cool jazzy section yeah. and then it just fades out again so similar uh great cock and seagull go yeah. race i think that had some potential and just didn't quite get there yes exactly uh, but uh I think that's pretty much it. There's, well, you didn't. What well, about Karina Core? What do yes, you think of Karina? <laughs> oh, we got to me and Lynn to just go act like act like animals and you know, like we're out there in in the in the wilderness. Yeah, like we're in Kenya. 
or something. Yeah, in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Not it's great. the wor- it's clearly the worst of the uh McCartney tracks. Yes. On, on McCartney. On the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. So. Front parlor. Yeah, that? it's that I just I tried with those McCartney two songs. I just didn't yeah. Didn't make it. And Rudolph the Red Nose Reggae is the stepchild <laughs> of wonderful Christmas time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah pretty I probably like that more than you, but it was still like low in my ratings. Here. Very low, very low. <laughs> and yeah. of course, I've always hated Give Ireland Back to the Irish version. Yes. Yeah. What was funny is I played the actual Give Ireland Back to the Irish to Hillary, who hadn't heard it, my wife, yeah. who hadn't heard it. And she's like, this song's terrible. <laughs> she's like, ain't wait. His his great his great protest songs is like England, you're tremendous. England, <laughs> you're tremendous. <laughs> there you have I did, it. I did find something out in the book, which is you know, I think in a previous episode I'd mentioned that I thought it was odd that that it says just version on there, but apparently that comes from they were in Jamaica or somewhere like that, and. Uh, all of the singles down there had the main track on side A and on say, side B, it would say the main track with with just the word version in parentheses. And that would denote, oh, this is the instrumental version. So they just didn't put the word instrumental on any of them. Mm. So he thought, oh, this would be funny if I put just version on ours. Great like, idea. Like anybody else knew this. <laughs> right, and figured so, it out. Yeah, so I'm yeah. finally glad that I figured out that mystery. Yes, which I've uh, always been confused by. By itself, <laughs> just version on it. So, Oof. good to know. So, well, very right. interesting. I actually, I think uh, there's some decent stuff here. I agree with you that the the lyrics really add a lot more to most would would have added something, but yeah. as and who listens to instrumentals just by themselves all the time but it was an interesting exercise and i think we discovered some and rediscovered some decent tracks like a yeah. you know listening again to uh harry's on tour or like squid or yeah you know, mama miss america the, the, the walking fourth. in the park with eloise yeah walking listen to that and just listen to the freaking guitar yeah it yeah. is like awesome really good. exactly there are some gems that are worth listening to on here so yeah so well, very good Loop, loop my loop got I, on a, you, both of our top tens you got me i know i yeah. know i thought i would never listen to it again and then i did and hey yeah. I actually kind of got into it so yeah it's good stuff right so well let us know if there's right. any uh, that you uh, that we treated poorly if you really yeah. are a huge fan of bogey wobble are there any of the ones we excluded that you think really should have been included like ah uh, yes like first half of, like should we have just been like ignored the last part of heather yeah i wish the last part of heather didn't exist and it wasn't me called too. Heather because it would be one of the better tracks on uh that album it's really the first half of that is like wow they really got yeah. something going here all right well any other updates we have uh you mentioned we're going to be uh you mentioned pink flight animals so we're going to be recording for our sort of song album career for our video venture we'll be talking yep. about that album soon and where we're, uh you've probably seen a couple of these trickle out where it's just uh just me or just dave i think mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing more of that in the upcoming 
uh, months where uh, we can get more content out to you quicker. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um, and then uh, um, the McCartney book. I'm sure you're all uh, waiting in line already at Barnes and Noble, and you're waiting in line for that Paul McCartney picture book to come out. Yes, <laughs> I've seen a few people have already gotten it. So yep. yeah, yeah. Or I think there's some online event too where you can pay oh, yeah. money to watch Paul McCartney talk to Stanley Tucci or somebody. That's like right. That. That's right. Conversation <laughs> with Paul. So, yeah. It's all. It's much ado about nothing to me personally because I don't. You know, picture books aren't. Yeah. I bought a few picture books, and what I find about picture books is I look at them once and then I forget about them. And that's the problem. The gather dust, and then I'm like, "What's this? Oh yeah, maybe I'll." flip through it one more time and then yeah. finally uh forget it in the move or something yes like exactly you know? why did i pay 50 dollars for this <laughs> yeah so yeah. uh but uh otherwise we're just sitting waiting for that new for something you know maybe this maybe paul's book coming out will spur about a week or two later some news yes of a release of some sort so that's what I'm hoping happens. Yeah. It's all nice hope to, right now. Nice to hear something. So yeah. well, we'll be the first to let you know. And yeah. so thanks again, as always, for listening. And we'll be back at you soon with a new episode.